0: Welcome ladies to our online Bible study. This week we are looking at the speaking voice of God. Does God still speak today? I would agree with Tozer as he shouts a resounding yes. When pondering this issue of God speaking, it is important to understand how to hear his voice. In what forms does it come in and Can we develop an ear for it? To begin, let's turn to our homework. Look at question number one. It says, What do Psalms 33, 6 and 9, Hebrews 11, 3, and Genesis 1, 9 indicate about the power of God's word? Let's look at Psalms 33. It says, By the word of the Lord, The heavens were made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Imagine the power of God's voice. He spoke, and it was done. This takes us back to the creation of Genesis. Out of nothing, through the power of his word, he created everything. By the word of the Lord, it says, The heavens were made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. The host here refers to the stars and the planets. So God spoke creation into existence. So when you see the heavens above and the earth and the seas below, you should stand in awe at the power of his word. Now let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. It says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Again, we see here in this verse that the word of God, the words were framed out of nothing. Matthew Henry said, that he made the world with great exactness it was framed work in everything duly adapted and disposed to answer its end and remember now ladies we are talking about the spoken word of god here let's look at genesis chapter 1 verse 9 it said then god said let the waters Under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear and it was so. God controls the very boundaries of the sea. Think about that. God's voice is so powerful that all he has to do is speak and it is so. Now, some charismatics take this and they say that we can speak a word and it will happen. Ladies, only God has this power. This speaks of God's sovereignty. To say that God is sovereign is to say that he is supreme over all things, that there is no one above him, that he is absolute Lord over creation. There is nothing that is out of his control. The voice of God and his written word are different. We have seen the power in his spoken word. Now, let's look at question number two of our homework and see the relation of God's spoken word and his written word, the Bible. Tozer said, the Bible is the written word of God. And because it is written... It is confined and limited by the necessities of ink and paper and leather. The voice of God, however, is alive and free as the sovereign God is free. Let's look at John 6, verse 63. It says, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The life. Is the speaking words. God's word in the Bible can have power only because it corresponds to God's word in the universe. It is the present voice which makes the written word all powerful. Otherwise, it would lie locked in slumber with the covers of a book. He goes on to say God did not write a book and send it by messenger. To read at a distance by unaided minds. He spoke a book and lives in his spoken words. Constantly speaking his words and causing the power of them to persist across the years. So, what is the relation of God's spoken word and his written word to the Bible? To understand this issue, we're going to look at some scripture and see what God's word says. God's word is powerful. We see this in Jeremiah 5:14, 23:29, Ephesians 6:17 and Hebrews 4:12. God's word purifies. 1 Peter 1:23 through chapter 2, verse 3. Then we see that God's word is eternal as we look at Psalms 119.89 and Matthew 24.35 God's word is food Deuteronomy 8.3 Job 23.12 Psalms 119.103 and then the word of God should be written on our hearts as we see in Psalms 119.11 Deuteronomy 11.18 Romans 10.8 and Colossians three sixteen. We should love the word of God, as it says in Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, and Psalms one nineteen verse one forty. And last, the word of God brings light, as we see in Psalms nineteen verse eight, one nineteen verse one o five and one thirty, Proverbs six twenty three. And 2 Peter 1.19. We're not going to individually look at each one of these scriptures. But I do want to look at the ones that God says that his word is powerful. So let's read Jeremiah 5.14. It says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, Because you speak this word, Behold, I will make my words in your mouth fire. And this people would, and it should devour them. God assured the prophet that when his word was preached and taught, it was burned, convict, and consume the hearts of the people. The power of God's word would never be diminished. It would convict the human heart of sin, showing people how short of righteousness they had come and how desperately they needed to repent or else face the coming judgment of God. Then we see in Jeremiah 23 verse 29, it says, Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? The word of God Again, it says here, is like fire that purifies and cleanses the human heart. God's word is like a hammer that breaks the hard rock of the human heart, stirring people to confess and repent of their sins. Now we see in Ephesians 6.17, The one that we're very familiar with where it talks about the armor of God and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Then there is Hebrews 4.12 and it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart this is a powerful verse and we can go into depth on this but it is a living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword ladies we need to go on to question number three and it says how is God's voice apparent to even the unsaved and we are to look up John 1, verse 9 through 10, Romans 1, verse 20, and Romans 2, verse 15. To sum it up, it means that he was in the world, and yet the world knew him not. His visible attributes are clearly seen in the world, so they are without excuse. Whenever you go You find people with an inner sense of right and wrong. And this inner judge the Bible calls conscience. Question number four was, In what ways is God's voice apparent to those who are his children? Now there is a difference between God's spoken word and his written word. God does speak But he does not speak audibly to us today. You say, well, how does he speak to us today? God speaks through his word. He speaks through prayer. He speaks through our thoughts. And God speaks through people. Let's go through these. So one way is through his written word. Let's look at John 1 verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It is the living Word of God, and we must not forget that. When you read the scriptures, you must ask God to reveal what He wants us to learn. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Ladies, the Bible is our manual for life. This is the most clear and efficient way of his communication with us. How many times have we delved into something without reading a manual and then wonder why it didn't turn out right? So often, we also disregard God's manual and try to do things on our own and find ourselves in a mess. We try everything else before we finally say, Okay God, I need help. Let's look at Psalms 119.11 It says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. If you are not in his word, how are you going to be able to combat Satan? We need to have the scripture hidden in our hearts. Now let's look over to verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Ladies, God will direct our paths if we are diligently seeking him the Bible is not just a book of recording what God said God is not silent and his word is not dead it is alive it is the living word of God another way that God speaks to us was through prayer now we have talked about praying and how we need to be in constant prayer with God That we need to commune with him daily. Not just when we get up in the morning and then when we close our day in prayer. But to be in God's word and praying and talking with him all day long. The other side of prayer is to stop talking and listen. Now, In ordinary conversation, we speak and then we listen for the response of the other person, right? It is the same with God. We need to prepare our hearts to listen for God's response. Once we have prepared our hearts to listen through prayer, we're more likely to hear the voice of God. If we are doing all the talking and ending our prayer and then going on about our day, How are we going to know what God's trying to tell us? He may not answer our prayer right away. He may make us wait a little while before he answers that prayer. But he still wants to commune with us. Listening to God is an important part of the Christian life. God desires to speak to us. And we have the privilege of listening to his instruction and guidance. William Barclay once said, Prayer is not a way of making use of God. Prayer is a way of offering ourselves to God in order that He should be able to make use of us. It may be that one of our great faults in prayer is that we talk too much and listen too little. When prayer is, is at its highest we wait in silence for God's voice to us let's look at Psalms 91:15. it says he shall call upon me and I will answer him Psalms 46 verse 10 says be still and know that I am God I like how one of the commentators put this one he said be still literally means take your hands off and relax. Ladies, we like to be hands-on. We like to manage our own lives. But God is God and we are but His servants. It is important that we get still to wait on God. Preferably with our Bibles outspread before us. Do you allow enough time of stillness in your life, to hear the voice of God? Sometimes we are afraid to be still because we're not sure about God's voice. How do we know that it's God that we're hearing? One sure test is that God will never tell us something that is contrary to his word, the Bible. If you are not sure it was God's voice you heard, check out what you heard against scripture. Meditate on his word and he will give you certainty that you need. The third way that God speaks to us is through our thoughts. Through those little small urges. Isaiah 30 verse 21 says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, the Holy Spirit is that still, small voice inside you, the one that will remind you of what God has said and help you recognize God's opportunities in your life. You will find God talking to you when you feel those urges. You see doors opening to opportunities in your life. It may be a little scary sometimes, and we may not always just jump at that first urge. But sometimes God makes it so real and so clear to us as he continues to open the doors of opportunity. Other times, it is hard to know, is this really God speaking to me, or is it my own self-wishes? And then, the fourth way that God talks to us is through people. Let's look at Proverbs 12, verse 15. It says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. Now, God has placed people in our lives to help us to hear his voice. In some cases, they will confirm the voice of God to you and help you to see his plan. But this is not to say that you should rely on them solely. These people are human and can have their own feelings and fears that distort their objectivity. So we still need to take the counsel of the people that God placed in our lives and carefully bring it to God in prayer. God will direct you according to his will in your life. He will give you a peace within that will confirm his will that he wants you to do in your life. One sure way, remember, to know that it is God speaking to you is that God will not lead you to do something that goes against his scripture. So, when in doubt, what do you do? Write. You check the scripture. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Now, question number six of our homework we were to read Psalms 29. And it asked, What insights about God's voice can you glean from these passages? Did you notice that there were seven times that you find the phrase, the voice of the Lord? We look at this, ladies, and you see that the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. You see that the voice of the Lord is powerful. It is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. It divides the flames of fire. And it shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. Now did you note that it was the thunder, the voice of God that broke the trees and not the wind or the lightning? The voice of God is majestic and powerful and can shake the wilderness like an earthquake. So as we think of this, leads us to our seventh question. How can we develop our sensitivity so that we can more clearly and regularly hear God's voice? Do you want to hear more of His voice? There are ways you can develop your sense of hearing so you can more closely and regularly hear God's voice. The first and most obvious way is to be still. Remember our verse, be still and know that I am God. Establish more silent time as a part of your devotional life. Allow God to speak to you. Don't do all the talking. Second, obey God's word. Allow the Bible to be a living book to you. It is not dead. Deal with the sin in your life. You need to keep your life pure before God. Develop your spiritual ears through spiritual exercise. Increase your Bible times of reading and increase your prayer time. And finally, pray for illumination. At the beginning of each quiet time, ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Ask him to reveal what he wants you to learn for that day. D.L. Moody said the scriptures were not given to increase our knowledge but to change our lives. Ladies, each day we need to come to the open Bible expecting it to speak to us do not come with the notion that it is a thing which we can push around at our convenience it is more than a thing it is a voice, a word it is the very word of the living God Tozer's prayer for this chapter is, please say it with me Lord, teach me to listen The times are noisy, and my ears are weary with a thousand rakish sounds which continuously assault them. Give me the spirit of the boy Samuel when he said to thee, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Let me hear thee speaking in my heart. Let me get used to the sound of thy voice. That its tones may be familiar with the sounds of earth, die away, and the only sound will be the music of thy speaking voice. Amen. Ladies, I enjoyed doing this study with you, and I'll look forward to our coming studies. Until next week, bye-bye.